Welcome to Aquarian Diary, where we discuss issues around the emerging age of Aquarius. I'm your host, John Irving. Thank you for joining me. Greetings, all. It is August 28th, 2022. That's when I'm recording this. It may not be published on today's date. We'll see. I've had this stuck in my mind now for at least a week. And there's been many other things that have come up lately that I would really like to talk about. But I kind of feel like until I discuss this, it's not going to go away and it's kind of blocking me. So I'm putting this out there. Recently, on August 17th, I published a short episode titled Intend Accountability Now. And that is what prompted this episode that I'm recording. Because I sensed intuitively or perceived that there is a reluctance or fear in people about utilizing their powers, their powers to shape and alter reality. And there are many reasons for that. There are many reasons why someone may be concerned with or nervous about or even fearful about expressing or utilizing their powers. Good reasons. But anything that is rooted in fear is a misunderstanding, is a distortion of truth. So at the very least, we should understand and comprehend, insofar as it's possible, why we are fearful of certain things. Because sometimes it's not completely rational, and sometimes it's not actually justified in the current time or place or circumstances. So, a lot of what I want to say is based on a lifetime of kind of working with these issues and dealing with other people on occasions who have had similar issues. Now, I'm coming from a premise, and there's, I'm making a lot of assumptions in my episodes, that the listener knows certain things because I just don't have the time to go into a lot of granularity or a minutia on every fine point that could be dissected and explored. And often that is actually valuable, but there are constraints. And what I want to say mostly is that the root of many people's fears about using their powers, especially if they're an older soul, lies in past life traumas. Now, to give you an example, someone I was involved with had a fear of expressing themselves because in a past life, they literally were hung for speaking their truth. You know, this would have been back more in like medieval times. And so there's, in that case, there's damage to the throat chakra, literally, but also on an energetic or spiritual dimension. And then we subconsciously or unconsciously carry those kinds of fears with us into the next lifetime, at least until they're resolved. This pattern can go on for multiple lifetimes. Because we have this deep knowing fear about what happens when you speak up or speak out, even if it's truthful. And even if it's important, 
I could give many examples like that because I've, I've had similar experiences with people in all different kinds of situations. Too many to recount, and I, I don't want to get lost in, in too many of those stories. But my point is, here you have somebody who's extremely intelligent, extremely sensitive psychically and intuitively and observant, who is shutting themselves down in some ways because of this unresolved trauma from past lives. There was nothing really that occurred in this lifetime that would cause them to necessarily react or respond that way. So this is deeply subconscious. Years ago, I knew someone who was extremely psychic. And this person did what is called etheric surgery. They were able to perceive the layers of energy around our body and could see, for example, layers of armor and remnants of weapons and things that had been inserted into us violently in other lifetimes. He shared that he had seen as many as 10 layers of armor on people. And so what he would do with the help of non-material entities, he would peel back and remove some of these layers of cludge and, you know, old armor and stuff. But he could only do a little bit at a time because if he did it too much, it would just be too extreme. So I had uh, at least two sessions. And like I said, this was years ago. The first time this occurred to me, I felt fine. You know, I didn't feel anything. I mean, immediately following the session. And then I went because I was really tired and I just went and laid down and I slept like from that afternoon until late morning the next day. And I woke up, I could barely move. I literally had to crawl out of bed and I crawled across the floor for a little bit and then I crawled right back and then I kind of yelled, <laughs> could somebody get me some water or something? You know, like it was nuts. My whole body was in just like pain. It really was surgery, but it was on non-visible layers, layers of myself I couldn't perceive. So he would have to, like I said, approach this gradually over sometimes months or even years to keep working down through all these layers of stuff. And so we kind of carry all, from all of our traumas and wounding, going back thousands of years or whatever, we carry it with us energetically and it actually affects our experience. You know, we're not stupid. Like if, if you're going to get injured, well, you're going to try and protect yourself, right? So we have all these psychic protective layers around ourselves that on the one hand do dull the, the blunt force of life and trauma, but on the other, they make us less sensitive. And that's why we need to get rid of these things. Now, you can accomplish the same thing through other means, I'm sure. I practice all kinds of things along these lines. But this was a very dramatic example of how powerful this kind of work can be. And I'm someone who's not 
inexperienced with this kind of stuff. I've been doing spiritual work and shadow work for decades. <laughs> this was one of the most astonishing experiences I've ever had in this realm. To be fair, I'm sure I was warned about the side effects. But knowing me, I probably just said, like, well, go for it, you know. Let's get as much done as we can in one shot. So I'm sure it needn't be as dramatic as what, as what I experienced. I share this story just to point out how much of an effect these past life things can have upon us. We're not stupid beings, you know. There's parts of us that remember these things even if they're not even remotely at the forefront of our minds or memories. And also, the flip side can be true, too, and it often is. As powerful beings, because we're curious, many of us have explored utilizing our powers in ways that may have harmed other people. Whether it was intentional or unintentional is kind of a little bit beside the point. But let's say you had some kind of magical powers or abilities or ability to shape or alter reality and other people were harmed as a result of it because you didn't really know what the hell you were doing, or even if you did know what you were doing, you may feel a very deep sense of guilt or shame or self-condemnation because of those actions which may have occurred like 2,000 years ago. And we are here to learn like children. Children will do things, sometimes they'll get hurt, they'll make mistakes, but they'll learn, and then they move on. Um, and so there is this kind of pressure of perfectionism because we expect to be perfect in many ways, or we aspire to be, or desire to be. And so if we screw up, which we have all done in past lives, I can assure you, we can judge ourselves very harshly for that. And so effectively what then happens is that that person will shut down those abilities because of, like I said, this sense of shame or guilt or like they've committed a sin. This is very common with people who have psychic abilities. People were literally burned alive in the past and many are still persecuted for expressing any kind of psychic abilities. Think of like the Marvel series which featured the mutants if you've, you've watched any of that kind of stuff. The mutants are people or beings who have special powers or abilities and they were often shunned or outcast or feared or even attacked or hunted down because they have these special powers and abilities. Well, that applies to many of us. Many of us have been persecuted, probably even had our lives prematurely ended in maybe even in gruesome ways in the past because we have gifts or abilities. We may have uh, been uh, clairvoyant. We may have been able to see or speak with or communicate with disincarnate beings or the spirit realms or whatever. Now, a lot of this persecution was quite deliberate on the part of institutions like religions because if people could directly commune with the prime being, the source of all things, or extra-dimensional or non-material entities, 
that was a direct threat to these institutions because then what do you need the church for if you can directly connect to spirit? Plus, if someone is psychic, they can see things that other people would prefer to be hidden. And so there was a lot of fear around being exposed because a lot of these people were simply liars and cheaters and manipulators. And of course, they didn't want their true intentions or their hypocritical sins known. So there's all kinds of reasons why society and many of these powerful organizations and groups would persecute people who expressed or exhibited unusual behavior. And then there was just plain fear as well. So, I mean, I could go on for hours about this kind of stuff. But the main point I want to address is really that, number one, if you're listening to this, you're probably somebody who has powers and abilities that might be different from people in your social circle, or at least the ones you grew up around or with. Number two, if you have fears about using your gifts, there may be good reasons for that, whether it was in this lifetime or past lifetimes. And number three, you need to become conscious of your fears so that you can make a conscious decision as to whether or not you want to let them shut you down in whatever way is relevant to this discussion. So if you're not speaking your truth, for example, maybe you're comfortable doing that, but personally I would not be. But if you're not comfortable expressing some psychic or intuitive power or ability, same thing, you need to understand why at the very least, and then you need to explore whether or not you want to choose to remain to be shut down in that way. And you may also have other powers and abilities that are more sort of, say, for example, in the realm of magical, where you have abilities where you can literally shape and alter reality or manifest. Now, in that case, if you have those kinds of powers and abilities, there can be a fear of doing things that aren't right, as I've already kind of touched on. And one of the things that people need to understand is, is that Earth is school. So you have a right to creatively express yourself and to do things in the world that can change or affect the world. In fact, your very existence does. This is indisputable. Just by being here, you are altering the reality of this planet. And I would never argue that somebody should be unconscious. And I don't think that if you think this through very carefully or deeply, that you would agree either that one should choose to be unconscious, which is what substance abuse is about, really, by the way. So then the question is, well, how do you use your consciousness? What do you do with it? And there's always the kind of caveats that are used in spiritual work and spiritual practice along the lines of, you know, where you can add caveats such as if it's in the highest good, blah, blah, blah. Or if it's in their highest good, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, we have to be careful that if we create fear in ourselves, if we're coming from a place of fear, that's a very negative energy, and it's a very disempowering energy. 
The bigger question may not be whether what you do affects the world in a negative way, but whether your state of negativity is affecting you in a more negative way. I am by no means advocating that people do things to harm other people. I am extremely cautious about doing that for all kinds of very valid philosophical reasons, but also for very pragmatic ones, which is I do not want to incur negative karma because I understand how karma works and, and how it affects you. So that's a very strong motivating factor right there. People, for example, who are engaging in things like dark magic and manipulating others without their conscious or informed consent and things like that, it's, it's like one of the dumbest things you can possibly do, really, from my perspective. Like these people are basically being complete idiots because they don't understand or they just don't care about the consequences. And there are consequences. If there was no karma in this universe, it would be complete mayhem, and the universe probably would have been destroyed already in totality. <laughs> so karma keeps us in check. Now, none of this should be confused with self-protection. You have a right to protect yourself and others that you care about from harm. I mean, you'd be basically an idiot not to. That is a given. But if you're not exercising your God-given gifts, then you really need to reflect on why not. And going back to that episode I did called Intend Accountability Now, this all ties back to that because I'm basically saying we need to put ourselves out there energetically to deal with some of the more negative expressions that are occurring in the world right now because they're literally destroying our planet. And then I sensed some people are going to hesitate on that or question it. And then I thought, well, if people are afraid to act on something so grave, something so existential, you know, we may be in very deep trouble. So it's very important that light workers and other people who have the potential to address issues here on earth not be afraid to exercise their will and their power. As I said, if ever there was a time where it was needed, it's now. Please contemplate this. If spirit guides these days are coming around and talking to people, they are interfering in reality. They are projecting their will into three-dimensional reality because there is no question that knowledge and information, especially when it is knowledge and information that otherwise is not available to us, has an effect on reality. This is indisputable, logically. It is simply a logical fact. And now there's probably forces on the other side as well. Like, have you ever considered... I have many times. Have you ever considered why there are so few dark or negative readers out there? Why there are no readers who support what we would probably consider to be the dark side? Well, there's a reason for that. I once, for example, subscribed to somebody, a tarot reader, just because they popped up as a suggestion, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'll check them out. 
and I listened to like one episode, I was halfway through and I'm just like, oh, this person is just completely making this up. They're lying. They're just completely lying. They were pretending to be a psychic and they were basically spewing mega nonsense. The big lie and all that stuff. And I immediately unsubscribed. I just, I actually felt gross about it. Now there are a few people in the astrology community and there's a few other readers out there who are sort of in the middle and there's a couple that are sort of on more on the right side of the political spectrum, but they're really rare compared to those who are more progressive or liberally oriented or who at least support liberal democracy and not authoritarianism. The ones on the dark side are like, I don't really know any who are coming from that perspective. They may be out there, and it may just be that I don't uh, perceive or encounter them. But my point is, is that those of us who are trying to make a more just, fair, better world for everyone, a more peaceful world, who don't want to go down paths like authoritarianism and fascism, are being very clearly supported from the non-material realms. And again, it seems blatantly obvious to me, but I've never really seen anybody pose that question. How come there's no psychics and readers who are really coming from the dark side? Well, I think the answer is quite obvious. So my point about all that is, is that our guides and spirit are being proactive, and I'm suggesting the same thing. We have a special status because we're literally incarnate in the third dimension. So we have powers and abilities that beings who aren't in the physical don't in many ways. I'm sure when you get to the very, very high levels, they have the potential to alter anything. But it's said that even Christ was not able to clear someone's karma, say, if someone had asked him to heal them, and that was the root of the issue. Because karma is lessons that you need to learn, or energies that you need to balance. It's, it's beneficial from that perspective. And so, if Christ was to come along and clear your karma, that would mean that you wouldn't learn the lessons, and in effect, he'd be harming you. And he would not do that. So, so there are limits, right? But again, because we're here, in, we're, we're on the field. It's kind of like if Earth was a, a game and there's a huge audience watching and there's the players on the field. We're the players. We shape the game and the outcome of the game. Okay, I'm getting strong energy here. The people in the stands are like our spirit guides and all the other beings. They can try and coach and cheer on and influence, but they're not going to be the ones who actually are on the field and decide the outcome of the sport, whatever it is. When we're triggered by things, like, say, like for example, I put out the video called Intend Accountability Now. If you find that, that there's something disturbing about that, I'm urging people to, to reflect on that and work on that to be very clear about what it is that they don't find appropriate about it. 
because that's why we came here. We came here to both experience this reality, and maybe if we're a light worker, we came here to actually alter it or have an effect on the outcome. It's my understanding that a lot of souls incarnated to come here specifically to change or alter the outcome of what was happening on planet Earth. That implies that we need to take actions and be engaged and not be a passive observer. So that was my main point. Having said all that, I need to say something else because it doesn't warrant a whole episode, which is that I often hear other readers and people say things that, to me, don't resonate. That doesn't mean I disagree with everything they're saying. It just means that I perceive certain flaws in their logic or thinking or explanations that I disagree with. And you could say the same thing about me, of course, right? I'm not perfect. And you may disagree with some of my opinions or perspectives. The point of this is, is that people need to be discerning and not just believe everything that you hear. Because it, if you listen carefully, you will hear, boy, I, this really, <laughs> if you listen carefully, you will hear contradictions from one reader or source to another, where both things cannot be true simultaneously. They are mutually exclusive. So keep that in mind, please. Now, me saying these kinds of things does not probably benefit me. In fact, it probably alienates people from me. So I'm not saying this kind of stuff to benefit myself, because it actually doesn't. Many, many episodes ago, a long time ago, I described how I have always had this debate within me about whether I should just go detach from the world and become like an ascetic. Not necessarily a pure ascetic, but, but basically turn my back on the world. Because it would be really easy for me to go live in the woods. And it's much easier to control your experience and be happy when you don't have to look at or confront all of the things that are happening in the world. And I have actually done that. A lot of people haven't had that experience. I have. I know. I have also really been involved in the world. And I have had a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun. Just doing what I wanted to do. But when planet Earth, and I love Gaia, like a strong energy here. Every day I connect with Gaia. And Gaia isn't just a rock with some water on it spinning in space. Gaia is a being, and Gaia is home to countless beings who, strong energy here, who have a right to be here and are part of this experience. So I have directly grappled with both being engaged with the world and turning my back on it. And yeah, when you're on your own and you're not really directly influenced by worldly events and other people's energies, and other people's energies literally can drive you crazy, it's much easier to be happy. 
I can manage my own energy quite easily. Managing other people's energy is a completely different ball of wax. So the simple answer is that, yes, if you just have to manage your own energy, it's much easier. The more complex answer, or the more advanced answer, I believe, because we're dealing with layers of truth and reality here, is that we can not only learn how to manage our own energies, but we can learn how to manage how we are influenced by the energies of others and the outside world. So I can be engaged with the world and learn how to manage that so that I don't get depressed <laughs> overly or become too negative when I have to confront reality. Not confronting reality at this point, given that we are literally facing existential, dire threats to not only our own existence as a species, that is humans, wow, strong energy here, but existential threats to other beings and organisms who are incapable of defending themselves on a physical, in 3D reality, is kind of like fiddling while Rome burns. Sure, if you can pretend that there's nothing bad going on and that it doesn't matter, it's much easier, but that doesn't change the outcome. So I'm arguing that, yes, we need to be engaged with the world because it really matters. What's happening now is truly historic on so many dimensions. And that we can learn how to do that without letting it disempower us, and that is true self-mastery. If we could obtain self-mastery just by disengaging, we would have simply incarnated in another part of the universe where, where all we needed to do was simply commune with the source. And it would be much easier without having to confront all of these external complications and annoyances and aggravations. Now let me say another thing too. It's very clear to me, based on a lifetime of experiences, very clear, very stark, and very dramatic experiences, that there are levels to the dark side. There is just a level that is just pure ignorance and banality. But there are other levels of the dark side that are much more intelligent and deliberate and intentional. And they represent the real threat to the habitability of planet Earth and our beloved Gaia. It requires a lot of extreme mental gymnastics to accept that there are those who are not deliberately and consciously playing with dark energies. Because one has to discount vast amounts of contradictory evidence. And that is where those of us who are more advanced, strong energy here, that is where those of us who have this potential and capability need to step up our game. Not for the faint of heart, perhaps. And I am not suggesting again that we cause harm. That is not our path. But our path is to defend those who are incapable of defending themselves, those who are innocent 
and those who are vulnerable. That is responsibility. That is maturity. That is honor. That is self-mastery. Because the truth is, is that we are all one on a higher level, and therefore we are responsible for everything that happens. Now, I know that others argue the former, which is like I said, that it's easier to disengage, and I've already explained why that's true. But is it the right thing to do? I think that's something that everyone needs to consider for themselves. I may enter a period, say when Saturn transits my 12th house, I need to go off by myself and meditate. <laughs> this is a transit that I'm going to be experiencing in the not too distant future. And during that time, it might be appropriate for me to go off and do my own thing and kind of disengage a little bit. But that doesn't mean that I always have to do that. And maybe I'll still, you know, continue coming on here and talking about what I'm experiencing so that I can help other people. This in itself, this me putting myself out there, is an act of engagement. So, again, I think we need to be aware of and uh, conscious of contradictions. Like, if it doesn't matter, then why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you talking about what you're talking about? Think about it. Come on. You, we need to use our discretion. One of our assets is our mind and our intellect. And surely we cannot let that dominate our total experience. But it is a component of what we are. And we were given intellectual abilities for a reason. There are certain things that are simply rational, and there are certain things that are simply not. And that is where discretion comes in. And we also need to take into account that each one of us can carry multiple aspects simultaneously, some of which may contradict each other. But in the broader scheme of things, when you're thinking about what you should or should not be doing, at the very least, I think it is worth contemplation. And if you're lucky to have friends of like mind, you know, to discuss such topics with. Contrary to what a lot of people think, and I'll give you an example, in some of the more advanced Buddhist traditions, they actually engaged in activities like debate, which would sharpen their intellect and their mind because it was considered a critical component of spiritual development. So, keep that in mind. That's my opinion anyway. On an unrelated matter of housekeeping, as I've said before, I post some articles and content in my community section that I find very interesting. And for those who don't know how to find that, if you look under a video, say you're watching this video on YouTube, of course. Look under the video, and on the left you'll see a little icon, which is a photo of me and my channel title, Aquarian Diary. If you click on that, you'll get taken to another page, and you'll see towards the top some horizontal menu items, home, videos, playlist, community, etc. Click on community, and there you can access these links and some comments that I share periodically. 
That's how you get to the community tab or the community section of YouTube. Someone had asked me how to do that. Again, thanks for everything. Appreciate your likes, shares, subscribes, and sharing my content with others if you appreciate it. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon.